testing one, two, three on my right. mic. Oh, do the voice, do the voice. Which yeah, right? one? <laughs> the one, the British baby. I don't the... want to. <laughs> Ask Rand Paul why we need taxes. <sighs> why do we need so many taxes? <laughs> it kills me every time. Something tells me this, there's a story yeah. behind this, yeah. I do voices. <laughs> Testing one, two, three on my mic. 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 I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Welbert. I'm Paul Coletti. And I'm Laura Anderson Shaw. And we brought Laura back. If you remember, I think it was episode three. She was um, coach purses and... Campsites. Campsites. And Laura has taken the final event, taken the big adventure, the final exam uh, to the great Northwest and California and all points west. All points west? You can go east and then go west? We did a lot of backtracking because we were poor planners. (laughs) You didn't have a ruler or a map? We had an atlas. An atlas? Well, we kind of like a 1942 so we, atlas. Well, we we had two weeks to play with, and we had several places that we wanted to go. Um, but as we were doing more research about the spots that we were going to be, we found other places that were near them, and so we, there was quite a bit of backtracking. But cool. It was an so adventure. since this is a photography podcast, you had to take pictures on this trip. How Correct. did you you solve the problem of not being a photographer, just being average Jane in the woods with her iPhone five? You you tackled mountain photography I with did. an iPhone five, yeah, and no selfie stick because my husband would not let me buy one. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I mean, of all the people in the world, and I would like a- to point out there were quite a few people who had them at every place <laughs> that we went, and I didn't. His arms are long enough to become selfie sticks. Yeah, but but angles, Paul. Yeah, but like angles and stuff, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, feel like there was a lot to be desired. Did you leave all? Did you did you leave a lot of selfies on the table without the stick? <laughs> a lot of them cannot be posted online because you're naked. No, because Chris's face looks pinched and mine looks like Godzilla, and so a lot of them we can't use. But all these problems would have been solved if only I had a selfie stick. I think it's pinched the future in, of photography. Don't you think? Don't you think Pinched in Godzilla would make a great band name? Oh, would it would. Yeah. Yes. Pinched yes. in Godzilla. Put it on your list, Paul. Yeah, yeah I list. keep a I keep a list. Uh, it's going on there. Yeah. So you're in the woods. Tell us your favorite photo story that where you captured the shot, and I'm hoping it's the the, and we'll use it as the 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 podcast photo if it's the. The photo, I think it is. I don't know what that worked. That plays great on radio. I know. I'm trying to talk about which photo do you think it is? I think it's the. I think it's the little fuzzy animal. Oh, Oh, of the marmot. Yeah, because this one was my favorite photo. Photo of Rainier with a stream. Well, that's the one I saw on Facebook and kind of flipped out on you for because I'm sitting back here editing photos. On a Saturday afternoon at from like Silvis. one o'clock from yeah from a parade in Silvis and it's eighty five degrees and I see you I'm sitting in my my little dark former dark room cubby hole of an office and I see this online you standing in 
and Ansel Adams picture. And I'm like, just go to hell. <laughs> I think that's the best thing about you. vacation pictures. Is it's yeah, it is it's kind of a huge screw you to yeah. everybody all your friends <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh you yep. know, day drinking and, and it's been know. an hour. I think I I'll update page. on Instagram and let everyone know exactly yeah. where I am. This is this is the delicious restaurant I'm at. See, I must suffer from some kind of guilt, and I'm not even Catholic. That it was, <laughs> and I'm not Jewish either. I mean, do Lutherans have weird guilt? No. I don't know. I'm not no, really. Not at all. No. 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 See, all right. Well, apparently, I'm. I should have been either born Jewish or Catholic because I suffer from like vacation rubbing it in guilt. I can't. I. You know, you know, you say that, but you are you post a probably like a beer a day. I didn't. Well, yeah, beer a day. True. I do, yeah. and I'll I tell you, I do feel when you guys are working the night shift. Yeah, 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 sure you and do. I'm, uh-huh. I'm on the deck with an Oktoberfest. Yeah. Six thirty, taking 6:30. pictures of the sunset with the dogs. Your yeah. feet are up. You got an Oktoberfest in who, your hand. Who yeah. needs Mount Rainier? When you, <laughs> I know. Okay, so I don't suffer from beer posting guilt because it's no. you know, hey, I'm on Untapped. T. Meisner on Untapped. If you want to know what I'm drinking, and I, I do Untapped. We all know because, because of your Instagram. I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I forget that I've had a beer before, and I and I'm like, have I had this? Did I like it? And the other day, oh. I was in the Amana in the Subaru at Millstream <laughs> Brewery, and. No, I was at the 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 Yokin Inn, the Yoke Ox Yokin, the Ox Yokin, and they their beer choice was like three millstream beers, and I'm and I decided that well I'll order this one. And before the waitress came back, I go, you know, I better check to see if I've had this before. Sure as hell, I've had it before, and I didn't really like it very much. Wow. So I ordered something different from Millstream, which I like ended up liking better. And by the way, Millstream's Oktoberfest for the beer drinkers listening. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty, uh-huh. pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, back to enough about me. That's the picture of the marmot. We'll marmot. Post it. We will post it on the blog. But nature photography and an iPhone usually don't mix unless you're taking pictures of cicadas. <laughs> or something got, physically crawling on yeah. you. With this little marmot guy, I got really Let lucky. Seat, we were um we were high so we were most of the trails that we wanted to do at Rainier were closed. Holy crap, that's an that's how did you get that close? You're shooting this with an iPhone 5. This is gonna have to be posted. Yeah, well, I was because patient. I can't believe it looks like you're I was at a really zoo. Patient. Closer than Pretty a zoo. sure that's taxidermied. <laughs> you know what? It's I actually, actually brought it with me and posed it and then took pictures of it and I, lied to all of I you. I think that the the the, that the, I believe. the uh the park service has these animatronic marmots <laughs> that, <laughs> that come up and if you look at them really closely, they <laughs> it comes up, <laughs> looks around. Pose for the lady from Rock Island with the iPhone, Click. and then the sensor is. You know, did it move really slow? Did it kind of no, look stiff and robotic? No, it actually really fast. Well, they, the robotics real. has gotten so much better. <laughs> you almost couldn't hear the electronic noises, <laughs> such as. <laughs> I'm swiping left and right. By the way, no, go ahead. You don't have any photos. I, you don't want me to see, right? Well. That ship has sailed. Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Seeing your coworkers naked—it's always kind of awkward. This might be the podcast that gets us a call from HR (laughs) (laughs) between the alcoholism. Hey man, I'm drinking on my own time. I don't. I don't. It's not a company phone. Okay. There you go. You know, there's okay. So I'm looking at this picture. This is Mount Rainier in the background. Correct. So I'm looking at this picture you took of Mount Rainier. I was on a bridge. You were on a bridge. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've. 
you know, I really, I, I, anxious for us to post this on the photo blog, on the Talking Pictures blog, along with this podcast, because I'm anxious for people to see it. Because typically, people would take this picture horizontally, you know, like that, to get the whole mountain in there. But I really like, all right, big word alert. I like the way you employed synecdoche here, so you just see half the mountain and the stream coming down in front of you. Yeah, you guys can I'll shoot looks it. at each other. Yeah. Go on, shoot looks. Be, and it, it makes it a really interesting, like, landscape picture. I can't believe. I liked, and see, I don't awesome. know synecdoche, but I do know that I liked the way that it looked like it flowed. That's all I've got. I know nothing okay. about photography, but it looked, well, sure I thought too. it looked That's a great cool. photo. That's Thank nice. You. Yeah, I hate you. And there's a miniature little waterfall. Oh, is there? Right I didn't there. even see it. Holy crap. Yeah. There really is. Well, a yeah. lot of, awesome. and that, we found Synectomy this by accident. is the surgical removal of part of a savoinal membrane or savoinal joint. So I, I think you spelled it wrong. Uh, might be. But I might be using it wrong. <laughs> Grammar cops, it's P. Well, Coletti. I want to point out that I am not the one who is wrong right now. <laughs> so, so somebody else. So did you did you feel the need because you had talked about your getting your hubby a uh, a different kind of camera? Did he, did he use a different kind of camera? Yes, he used a Nikon something or another fancy ish with well, two cheapish lenses. Um, he I took pictures just with the last time we went on vacation. I took my little Nikon cool pics and that's what I was using. But I found that when we got back. The, the, the pictures that I took with my phone were actually a lot better than the ones that I took with my Coolpix, probably because it's a Coolpix and it was really cheap. Cool, but cheap. Um, if we want a Nikon as a sponsor, we I do not want to necessarily call their products there, cheap. Yeah. No, it, it did, no, it was a cheap model. It's like one that you would buy a kid. It, it wasn't um, one. You were going out there with Dora the Explorer on it, the it, it, yeah. it, yeah. Yes. No, no, no. The one that we got, Chris, was... Is is inexpensive as we could get, but it was still expensive. Like you guys mm. spend way more money than well, yeah, insanely. Yeah, yeah. I got him. We've done like I got three him podcasts as, on that. I got him as good as we could with what we had to spend, which wasn't very much. So. And did you find that you guys were taking pictures of different things? Given completely the, different things. Okay, what does he like to take pictures of? He likes to take pictures of plants because he enjoys being outside. I was going for bigger things, maybe, and like us. (laughs) Epic beauty. I was going for scrapbook. He was going for National Geographic. That's what we were shooting for. He was like, oh, look at this really cool fern and the way the light is hitting it. And also there's a spider web. And I'm like, selfie in the forest. It (laughs) kind of were two totally different things. He's like... Oh my gosh, the bark on this tree is beautiful. It's look at the way the light's hitting in it, and it's dark here and it's light here. And if you move over here, then it's a completely different color. And I'm like, no one's ever gonna believe that I was here. <laughs> Picture of me only. So I don't know. He's like, however, I did take a couple of little artsy, cool pictures of like our shadow and like really cool leaves dancing on the ground. Did you find yourself ever trying to channel Paul Coletti? I no. did when I took that mountain picture. Just but, to rub it in. <laughs> and always but in otherwise, right now. Yeah. otherwise, yeah. I'm not Paul Coletti. I'm not any of you people. I don't take pictures well at all. I can scrapbook you, pictures. So that's it. So what is the, what is the goal of scrapbooking? I mean, what is the scrapbook goal? I mean, I'd have never. I don't know. 
I it's it's just a photo album, but it's a fun photo album. And I like stickers and I like markers. And so it's a photo album that you get to decorate and make it more personal instead of it just being a bunch of pictures slid into sleeves. It's it's and, and what I like to do is I like to, I like to chronicle everything we did. So I take pictures of as, as much as I can and then I make up for with narrative. What do you enjoy taking pictures of more? The kind of that landscape nature stuff or the daily the just the daily routine of things. Here we are at breakfast in a both. log cabin. Both. Both. Yeah. yeah. Because I think both has both has its place when you're making a scrapbook. Yeah. You know, the things that you see are just as important as the things that you did. So, you know, if it's a picture of the cabin we stayed in or if it's a picture of Mount Rainier. I, li- I just like documenting everything that we did because especially we did so much that I, I just to talk about this stuff, I brought my planner with me. So if, in case, depending on what you guys were going to ask, I could go through it because we did so much. And once you get back from a vacation that you did so much on, you don't, I don't remember what we did or what day we did it on. And if you want to tell a story about it. So do you, do you think, what it, is the difference between, I get no, here's a better question. What advice would you give just the regular person who goes like not a photojournalist but uh uh, people who might listen to the podcast who just listen because we're super interesting (laughs) (laughs) uh and uh that you could give them to take a vacation like this but you're not gonna you don't want to invest in a big expensive camera and you're just going out there with your iphone what's the advice I tried to get to as close to things as I could because I knew that I didn't have the option of the Zoom. So um, where a lot of people were taking pictures from further away, I tried to get closer to them. I tried to wait until people cleared out because I don't know how to use Photoshop. And if you take a really cool picture and there's a little kid in a bright orange shirt, you know, you're screwed. So I tried to just be patient. And that's how I got pretty good pictures of that marmot because a lot of people, when he first poked his head up out of the shrubs, everyone like immediately came over to take pictures of him. And I waited, I waited for everyone to come take their pictures and leave, you know, and sometimes I guess that might not always be the best thing to do because the marmot could leave too, but I don't know. Um, Did you, um, did you think your journalist training, um, influenced because we talk about in the last week's podcast that like our jobs influence just the stuff we buy do you think that you approach scrapbooking differently as a journalist storyteller than like a soccer mom who's making a um not that soccer moms aren't valuable but i'm saying in comparison to um yes and no um i i tend to do a lot of my scrapbooking all in first person and a lot of scrapbookers do everything in, in third person um but there i are scrapbooking tenses yeah how does that yeah, well what's because like okay so scrapbook? so when Ricky i likes to steal bases <laughs> and at the beginning at the beginning I'll, I'll write on like the title page i'll write something silly like as told by laura so uh, okay. years uh-huh. from now hopefully when my children's children are picking it up and remembering yeah. what Graham for the did. presidential library that's right yeah exactly. they find that scrapbook in a time capsule from 2015 right mm-hmm. surrounded in swarovski crystals um, <laughs> mom is so weird so it'll be like oh so laura and chris in front of mount rainier no i'm gonna write you know we got up really early and it was really cold gotcha. and, mm-hmm. and we hiked there and we didn't have enough water and the altitude was blah, da, da, not altitude elevation. That was another thing that Chris kept correcting me on because I apparently don't know the difference between the two elevation and altitude. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I, that's one of the, the main differences that I notice is that I 
and I'm a ham, so I and I like talking no. about myself. No. And Did I like talking about myself. Really? So when I scrapbook, I do it all from my perspective. Sometimes I'll have um, Chris took a trip to the Boundary Waters for a class that he was taking. And um, I collected all of the pictures and I scrapbooked all of them. And then I left big chunks of pages free for him to write or for him to dictate to me and me to write because I have better handwriting. So in that case, I didn't want to write about what was in the photos. I wanted him to tell the story because it was his story. And I think um, that might, that might, my journalistic tendencies might help me there because I like telling stories and I don't know. Cool. Now... We've done the photo. We've we've done the obligatory uh, because it's a photography centric podcast. Uh-oh. We've done the photo. I think we've tossed that that you know to our to our little category in iTunes that we're <laughs> photography podcast. Now what we want to hear is a hilarious story about <laughs> how horrible it was to camp and how much you were scared of your own shadow while. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here's so, we go. Here we go. All right. Okay. For those of you who stayed tuned in through the uh, business of this podcast, have now are going to be rewarded with. Oh my God. So the first stop on our vacation was Sacramento, and we stayed. Oh, that place is horrible. Just the whole. Oh no, that we, okay, that wasn't it. All right, not yet. Not yet. Pause. We stayed um, with my slash our um, former roommate in college. Uh, we stayed with her and her boyfriend, and it was awesome. And I was soaking up as much city as I possibly could because I knew that for days thereafter I was going to be in the woods. So at, after one night in an actual city. Um, <laughs> if you can we, call Sacramento an actual city. <laughs> whatever, was fine. Um, we drove to Yosemite, and... When I had absolutely no idea what to expect. I, Chris did most of the research for this, and I was just like, sure, honey, whatever you want. So um, we, I, I knew that I was going to be staying in a tent cabin, which um, is exactly like it sounds. It looks like a shed, but it's made <laughs> of plywood, two-by-fours, and a f- tarp. And a tarp. A what tarp? A freaking tarp. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh God, it was gross. Anyway, bear proof tarp though, right? Oh, I mean, they, they can't no, tear through that. No, <laughs> and there's impossible for no. Their and everywhere to you look is lock up. your food up. Don't blah, blah, blah. don't have any food <laughs> in your cabin at all. Not even chapstick because what? a bear will t- tear your car open like a tin can to get a chapstick. And I had chapstick. I had chapstick. I didn't want my car torn open like a tin can. And especially because it was a rental. Like, what do you do? Like, hi, Enterprise. My car got opened like a tin can by a bear because I'm a moron and left chapstick in it. Did you take the insurance? Uh, well, no. I just used our insurance. Anyway. Did you? Did you? I, I wonder if the addendum in your insurance will have to consult with Is there a bear policy? Yeah. Do you have an extra bear policy? Do you have to have hi, like State a- Farm. Hi, State Farm. Do you need a You're bear? You're my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, Is there a bear policy th- I could take out? Yeah, because you want to have a bear rider. You know, oh, that's gosh. what they call in the biz, you know? <laughs> hey, I pay attention when my wife talks <laughs> yeah. about insurance because she's an insurance agent. But, uh, yeah, when, so I, don't, I wonder if you need a bear rider. But, anyway, that's for another podcast when we talk about insurance and traveling. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed in this tent cabin, and there was a bear box right outside of it, you know, conveniently at the foot of your tent cabin. Because a bear box? You, a Is that bear where they box. keep the bear? Did you even open it with a bear in it? <laughs> no, it's a, like a metal footlocker. 
where you're supposed to put anything that has a smell. And so I'm like, so if you're supposed to put your chapstick and your lotion in it, because you can't have it in the tent. But I've put the lotion and the chapstick on my myself. So why am I not in the bear box? You know what I mean? Like if they can yeah. smell it in the tube, how can they not smell it on my me? So So you were mm. tempting fate by yeah. using well, no, lotion. I didn't use lotion. I just oh. decided to be dry and you know, whatever, because I'm not getting killed in my sleep. Of which there was not much. So I probably could have not gotten killed in my sleep because I didn't really. Did you ever see a bear? No, unfortunately. We actually, by the end of it, by the end of it, I wanted to because I spent spent so much time being afraid of it that at the end of it, I'm like, well, I I didn't even get to see one. Like, we wanted to tell everyone. That's what we were hoping was the marmot, and it was a stupid marmot. That's why I took so many pictures of it because it wasn't a bear. You know, they're dangerous too. It had really severe teeth. It looked <laughs> right into my soul. Now, a marmot is more like, more like a wolverine or more like a. It's like a beaver wolverine. Todd, Todd, it's what like, is it? It's like a giant beaver raccoon wolverine. That bear. Sounds awesome. Todd, what is it? You're laughing. It's like a bear had a child with a wolverine who had a child with. More like a, a muskrat. It's more like a muskrat. It's more like a muskrat? Yeah. Like a man-sized yeah. muskrat. <laughs> Bad eyes. They die by the millions on roads. They and saw it into my soul. <laughs> they saw into the depths of you my soul. You came within a hair's breadth of being <laughs> Illinois woman Marred. killed uh, by, by marmot, marmot in California. I feel like I can, le- I can legitimately wear marmot clothes now, though, because I've seen a marmot. Therefore, yeah. my fleece is legit. It's true. Likewise with North Face. Because you've been to Half Dome. Dome. I've been to Half Dome wearing this. And that little Willy Wonka meme and all of your adventures. Oh, honey, I've had adventures. (laughs) Okay, I'm wearing this. (laughs) But did you, were you on Half Dome or did you like see it? Are you insane? Have you You seen Half Dome? (laughs) No. I don't think that counts. I don't know how many people have been on Half Dome, but I will never be one of them. I think millions. I think there's like a I think like six. Step that, yeah. Do you know? <laughs> walk to the top. I, there's fewer people. I really wanted to buy the shirt in the gift shop that said that I'd climbed it, just so all of you people would think that I had, and I would have taken I, that I, to the grave. Hey, I'm pretty sure we would have known you didn't. But anyway, hey, you know what? I have skills. I think we should Photoshop a picture of her on Half Dome. Like That's this. right. Yeah. That's right. Just hanging by one hand. By one hand, yeah. The uh, when she said marmot clothes, I was thinking for a split clothes second. For a no, clothes made out of marmots. <laughs> no, no, no. Wiry hair. Uh, oh nice. gosh. Warm. Yeah. They don't look like they're very soft. No, that's why I thought it was odd that you would wear fur. <laughs> this is my Brillo pad sweater. That's right. It's marmot. Hey, don't throw red paint on me. I killed this, and I'm wearing it right now. We eat it with our car. Do you like being warm and itchy? Then marmot is for you. <laughs> that's what she said. Anyway, um, so anyway, you you uh, you stayed in this uh, tent uh, cabin, bear, not bear-proof thing. Not bear-proof. What it, was it? it was like a tent that had a shape to it. But that wasn't the worst of your... No. Was that, what was your worst accommodation? Uh, the one that we didn't stay at. Oh. The, uh, one that, the one that I cried and then we left. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crying in uh, camping. What, what was this accommodation? That was at Castle Crags State Park, which was absolutely beautiful um, in theory. We hiked to see the rock formation that the place is named after. Um, It legitimately looks like a castle. Um, 
it's like mountainy thing that looks like a castle. And then on the other side, I'm a woman of many words. Then on the other side is Mount Shasta, which we weren't able to get. Was that it shaped close like the drink? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a little. It's it was really pretty. So anyway, it she was, doesn't it know was, what Shasta no. drink is, does she? Isn't it like a pop or something? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. I thought I'm picking up a Shasta right red cream soda got me through my entire childhood. Oh my God. That's why my hair is red. <laughs> Go ahead. Cheap highlights. Anyway. Um, so we get there and because we had to drive like six and a half hours to get to this place from our stop the day before we get there and there's no ranger or person working the office at check-in. So you pull in and there's a thing that says, pick your campsite, write down where you're staying and then put it in the tube. And we had already made reservations for the campsite. So our name was there and everything. I was like, oh, well, this can't be that hard. So we grabbed the little thing and get in the car and drive up by where all the campsites are. And there are about two cars in this entire park. Now, the one Yosemite was packed, packed wall to wall with people of all ages, kids, babies. People were hiking with teeny tiny little babies and their baby Bjorns. Um, you're sure they weren't Paul's people, camera bag? They, yeah. <laughs> it they, looks like he, it's like a papoose, my camera it, bag. You can carry is. a baby in there. Yeah. So I felt I felt okay and comfortable at Yosemite except for the horse poop <laughs> while hiking because we accidentally took a couple of horse-only trails by accident. Oops. Flies are fun. Um, but when we got to this place, there were literally two cars and two people set up camp. So we pull up at about five o'clock in the afternoon and here it's getting darker earlier because we're in the mountains and you're in a bowl. So we pull up and nothing is level. Absolutely nothing is level. Everything is on a hill, no matter what direction you're going. And there's two other people who are like not anywhere near us. And a lot of people, when they go camping, they don't like being around other people. I think that that's a really good way to get murdered. I think there are safety in numbers (laughs) and I don't care if the kids are loud, they have barking dogs. I don't care. I want to be around other people so someone can hear me scream. (laughs) So we pull up and Chris is like, Oh, let's go up to this blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how about we go over there by that guy? Because Maybe he won't murder us. But what happens he, if he is a murderer? And that 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 time came. So <laughs> then we're we, we parked the van car thing that we rented and we're unloading the gear and both of us are starving. We have no food, we have no cooler, we have nothing to make fire with. Did you leave it in the bear box? We didn't have food because we were winging it, which also <laughs> Is probably uh, not a good wait, thing. Wait, we were wait, using. Did you think you were going to catch fish or we, like kill a deer? And I thought that there would be like, like a restaurant a or a grocery store, but Laura, we were in the mountains, and the only gas station <laughs> had like one person in it and maybe a can of soup, and which we couldn't that? even heat because we had no firewood because the little place place was closed when we got there. You're such a city girl. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was so bad. All right. So. We start unpacking all of the stuff. Chris sets up the tent. Um, he unrolls the sleeping bags. He unrolls the air pads. Like, everything's really coming together. Um, you All you smell is campfire because the last time we camped, we weren't smart enough to hang everything up and air it out. So already, like, my throat is hurting, and I haven't even touched any of this stuff yet. So, and there are mosquitoes, like, you have never seen in your entire life. The bugs in Yosemite were not that bad. A couple of times I saw spiders that probably could have eaten me, but... The bugs weren't really that bad unless you were around the horse poop. And then it was just fly central. This was like more mosquitoes than I have ever seen in my entire life. Within a matter of like 10 minutes, I had 15 bites. They were just everywhere on my arms, on my face. 
I don't do bugs. And they were doing my face all over the place bugs. So I'm sitting pouting, pouting on the, on the, on the picnic table that I don't have a sheet to lay down on. I'm sitting on an, I'm I'm sitting on a picnic table. That's disgusting. That has like crap on it from various animals and birds. And so I'm sitting on this and I'm like, I'm trying to take deep breaths and Chris is diligently like, Oh, I'm going to put the tent here. Oh, what's the best way to do this and this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there trying not to cry. I'm like, this is, this is it. This is where I'm sleeping tonight. And I, I want no part of this. And so Chris is like, what's the matter? And I'm like, well, we're going to get murdered. And then he's like, no, it's totally fine. And pretty soon a guy in a truck drives by, by himself, with his head hanging out the window, searching for a campsite because everyone got to pick their own on Murder Island where we're staying. (laughs) And finally, he finds one, but he has no gear. Dude's going to sleep in his truck. So this is the place where I'm at. I have like two campers and their campsites are beautiful. They have fires going. The children are laughing. There's tablecloths <laughs> on the picnic table. And I'm like the, the peasant sitting at poop picnic table in murder city. Like it's, it was so, so we had nothing to eat. We had, we had nothing. And so I had flashlights. I'm like, so when it gets dark, we're just going to like stare at each other with these flashlights <laughs> because we have nothing. We'd have nothing to drink, no beer. No <laughs> real hope for anything. Yeah, tons of water, but there was no tons beer. Tons of water. So tons of water it. and no beer. And yeah. so when the sun goes down, we're just going to stare at each other and drink water. Like, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> I'm not really well-versed in camping, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it goes. So so what you're telling me is this is not the most romantic moment of your life. It was pretty much the worst moment of my life. <laughs> it, it, But the toilets flushed. At least they weren't pit toilets. Oh, right. Like. Yeah. So Chris is, Chris has literally by this point set everything up, save for the tent spikes, because we got a slit in our bag because our hiking pole went through it and all of our tent spikes fell out. And apparently people who camp camp without tent spikes. They're like, why do you even use tent spikes? I said, because I want it anchored to the ground. I'm already sleeping in something that is not even a real thing. It's a baggie. So can I at least have it stuck to the ground so when I roll over, I don't take the whole thing with me? So I'm I'm peeved that we don't have tent spikes. I'm peeved that I'm covered in mosquito bites. We have nothing to eat. It's getting dark. I have no fire. And then I some something in me broke and I just started crying. <laughs> and I'm like I'm not I'm, I'm not funnily shrieking and fluttering my hands. No, I'm snotty crying like a child who couldn't get a toy. It was awful. Chris is like, "What's the matter?" I'm like, "I can't sleep here." And he's like, "Oh." And immediately he looked so bummed and I'm like, "You need to grow up and just sleep here. Like, we can do this. Get yourself together, Landershaw. Stop crying. We can do this." And so he's like, "Well, we can just pack everything up and find a hotel." And I'm like, no, we're going to do this. I'm going to be fine. I just need about five minutes to cry. And then, and he's like, I don't want to do anything that's going to make you miserable. I'm like, I'm already miserable. I'm already sweating. There's already things touching me. Like, let's just do it. Because then I'm going to have to tell everybody that I bailed. And he's like, no, we don't have to tell everyone that we bailed. We can just tell everyone that we camped. I'm like, that's dishonest. So I let him, I let him, tr- I let, I let myself tried to talk him out of it twice and on the third time of him saying babe I don't want you to be miserable I was like well can you get your phone out and see if we can find a hotel (laughs) I'm like give it two good tries give it two good tries and Chris the beautiful man that he is started tearing everything down at that very moment and I danced up 
that little trail that we did to see Mount Shasta and the crags and called a nice, nice woman who was in the next town over and got like the last room at the inn. Where all the other crying women and their husbands were. (laughs) And I got to sleep in a real bed, a real bed that had a shower that I didn't have to wear flip flops in. It was. This is where we insert the cheering music. It was magic. Or sound effect. No bugs. No bugs there. I'm. I, Were I, bugs extra? I mean, if you if you went to this hotel and wanted bugs, could you have ordered them? I could have brought them with me. Really? Go. I thought you were going to say you guys were unwittingly pitching your tent in the like the parking lot of the Holiday Inn Express. You just like turned around and went inside. But no, no, God, we were in, yeah. we had to go another town, and then I was really upset because honestly, after having been at, Os- at Yosemite, I got a little bit better about being outside. Like most of my problem with being outside is the initial being outside, but once you're sweaty and dirty already, I don't care as much anymore. I'm not. I would much rather be in not outside, but you can. I, I my tol- I've built up a tolerance, I guess you could say, but with this. There was no tolerance to be had. Like, we weren't prepared at all. We, you know, and we had nothing. And I feel like if we would have had a cooler, if we would have had something to eat, if I had something to make a fire with and, like, s'mores, maybe a little (laughs) bottle of wine, I would have been fine. I would have been able to, you know, find some silver lining. But the the only silver lining was that maybe I wouldn't die. That's like the only good thing. <laughs> and then the lonely man in the pickup truck drove past. <laughs> and then the like, guy drove by. This. Well, and everything was uphill. Like we couldn't even find a flat p- place for the tent. Like, is that a thing that happens? That's all the time. Why? It's nature, it's, man. Nature's there's, not straight. Yeah, yeah, there's no straight lines in nature. Well, and that's why people get campers. I think that's why people get campers. The uh, see that there's a the, I've I've heard this before that there's a very fine line between being homeless and camping that those two experiences, and the more you're not you know it's because when we go camping we've got a camper for starters you take a hotel room with you we take a hotel room with us basically that's what we're doing and then it's, I've got I've got and our system has been refined over years and years and years and to almost near perfection. Ours is the, the And this is like was comfort. time three for us. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll, you'll we're figuring you'll, it you'll, out. You'll figure it out. And the alcohol is vitally important. I was just going to say completely. How do That's you, how I slept how at Yosemite. You, but how do you go? They had a general store. How do you go wine. all the way up there and not go fill your cooler with We had beer no cooler to fill. <laughs> we had no cooler. Because because we're stupid, Todd. Okay, there you go. All right, there you go. We, there you go. Okay, ding, ding, so, ding, ding, ding. All right. And Chris would have been completely fine. If I wasn't there, he would have been fine. He would have been fine he's going to the gas grills. station. I mean, he he's not. He would have been fine going to the gas station, getting a bag of chips and a, an iced tea, and, you know, making a night out of it. And me, on the other hand, I do not have nerves for that. I don't. I... I don't know. If, if, if we could go back and do it again, I would have had a cooler. I would have had ice. We would have had food. But I didn't plan ahead at all. We were using it more as a means to sleep in between a long stretch of driving instead of oh. as a destination type oh. thing. Oh. If we would have been like, oh, we're going camping. Let's pack up the car. Let's get cool oh, chairs. Okay. I get it. This was more. You buried the lead. <laughs> <laughs> so then I ended up spending money on a campsite and on a hotel room. There you go. But you learned your you lesson. You saving money. You learned your lesson. Yeah. yeah. So any other horror stories that are worth noting? 
Or is that, did we just like hit the, that was the best one. I mean, if you're crying, that was the, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to water the last one down with. The horse poop, I think, was the worst. Well. But. I'm, I'm, I'm. We I'm, should, yeah. we should be better at reading signs. We need to be better at planning ahead and better at reading signs. And when the sign says horse only trail, know that there's going to be poop on it. And copious amounts. <laughs> copious amounts like practical joke amounts of poop like like how many horses have been here and what in the world did they eat did they eat another horse because there were there were horse animal sized dumps on this trail so these people it's really hard to enjoy nature when all you can smell is poop and all you can see is flies hey man that was like the middle ages yeah right there well yeah yeah. couple so wonder any of us are here <laughs> I just don't I just I I don't know. The mountains were the mountains were awesome, breathtaking. Half Dome was like tear jerking when you saw it. It was so incredible. And every photo that I took will never show the depth of what mm-hmm. all of these things were, you know. But Did you I, did you have a, a a new appreciation for uh, the photography that you know professionals do of these things, oh, you know, that they, they go out and stand and wait for five hours to the sun to hit the top of the mountain just right. Completely. Uh, and there's a couple of guys that I've been following on Instagram who um, spend a lot of time in Yosemite, um, and just having the and patience. You getting up early and being patient and being outside. What do you have to? What do you if you're waiting on a shot and you have to pee? Like, what's that life? You know. You pee. You just pee. Yeah. You've got you all this stuff to, to be, carry. You don't have to be waiting for the perfect light in Yosemite to, right. to to pee on an assignment. I do it at long baseball games all the time. Like, man, I think there's going to be a double play, but kind of got to go. So there's nobody. He just whips it out in the dugout. There's no one standing behind the dugout here on the third base side. I'm just going to go ahead and. uh, And that's why Paul can't go to children's sporting events anymore. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a long list of school grounds I'm no longer allowed to to go to. That might be a a podcast uh, topic in its own. I'm kidding. Where to go to to the bathroom? Well, yeah, I've. uh, I've peed in so many gas stations. I think that's our last topic. I think that's the ender. I think when we're, we're doing podcasts, when you ran out of <laughs> when you ran out of things to talk about, to the point. <laughs> I, I will say though, on the topic of bathrooms, when I had kidney stones, when I was recovering from kidney stones, my I, they had me drinking so much water that I would have to go every forty five minutes, and this was before Google Maps or GPS or anything, and you'd be driving around. And I knew where every gas clean, <laughs> semi clean gas station bathroom was in the in a fifty mile radius. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, there's, oh, if I just get oh, up here on the corner, yeah, the triple K. Because it's reality; go. it's not a decision at that point. Yeah, like, but you, not, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you want to go where you're not going to be horse pooped, but you want to, <laughs> you, you know, you got to go, you got to go. But you know. We what did come of all of this is is Chris wanted to look into taking um, some classes or a class on photography, portrait especially, because you know just putting your camera on portrait will only do so much. You know you need to know about lighting and you need to know about where to stand and you need to know all these things that I don't know that you even need to know because I don't know what I'm doing and I have an iPhone. You don't even, well, you know what? I mean, it has really good filters. <laughs> that's right. I mean, but you can, 
it, it's all about the, the best camera that you have is the camera that's in your hand. Because if the thing that happens... That's a T-shirt. And I, I'm stealing it from somebody. Who did I steal that from? Chase Jarvis. Yeah, Chase Jarvis. Thanks, Chase. We stole that from you, buddy. Um, yeah, well, you know, he's a photographer. He's very hip and happening. He comes up with catchy sayings like, the he best does. camera is the one in your hand. Um, but, yeah, because if you're, you know, you can't take a picture of something if you don't have a camera with you. So if the, that's why the iPhone, or, you know, for me it's the iPhone, it, that it's such a valuable tool that I don't carry. I used to carry a lot of gear with me when I was on my day off. Now I only carry the the Nikon P seventy eight hundred in a little bag in the back seat in case something big happens. But otherwise, I'm just flying by the seat of my vintage pants, wearing or with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I do need to get a case that has a hand strap on it because I cannot tell you how many creeks and rivers I almost dropped my phone into trying to do something photographer like by like balancing my phone on the railing, trying to get it to be steady and getting a cool angle of something well, and then almost letting it go when you try to take the photo. Well, we're going to, we're going to do a little t- product drop here. I'm going to jump in here real quick and uh, interrupt myself. Cause I got the name of the product I was recommending when we reckon, uh, when we recorded this last week and the product, uh, uh, the tripod mount that I was recommending to Laura is called any case, A N Y C A S E. It's a machine grade aluminum, um, tripod mount. It will fit any case. Uh, if your phone is naked or your phone has a big OtterBox case on it, it will fit it perfectly. A lot of the other ones don't do that. And this one is just super simple design. I can't believe how super simple it is, but it works great. And then it's got the tripod mount uh, uh, um, socket on the bottom so you could screw any tripod mount into it, and uh, you can mount it on a big tripod, a little tripod, uh, on, a, on a handle, any kind of mount, a monopod, anything you want to mount your, your iPhone to. Uh, it just works super simple, super great. Uh, I own one. I love it. And uh, that was the product that I was trying to uh, recommend to Laura, and f- I flubbed the name about six times as I was recommending it, so I figured we better be right when we send this out. So anyway, any case, A-N-Y-C-A-S-E, great product. And now back to the regularly scheduled program. Hey, she's taking her picture with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. We want to uh, congratulate Laura on her new job. She's not right. leaving us, but she's been elevated to the status of radish editor. Now, to the uninitiated, that sounds like, what a crappy job. You're in charge of editing radishes. But (laughs) radish... Too dirty, too big, too lopsided. (laughs) Yeah, you can sell this one. Take it to the store. (laughs) Well, that is part of my job, actually. She's she's culling radishes for a living. Um, We have a magazine that's mostly nature and health and whatnot, and it's a pretty cool... I'll be living from the ground up. Um, pretty cool magazine <laughs> that we publish, yeah. and Sarah Gardner, the former editor, has left the building, and Laura <laughs> has been elevated to to queen of all radish, and she's glowing, and uh, she, of course, she gets promoted and leaves town for two weeks. Right, right. But she's been uh, she's hey, back, I've she's come back, back in the fun. saddle. So yeah. <laughs> uh, cross promotion. If you're out and about and you're in the Quad Cities area, you can get it in Dubuque, you can get it in Iowa City, you can get it in our region. Radish Magazine, uh, the person who's behind that now is Laura Anderson-Shaw, and she's very going to be very good at it, and we want to congratulate everybody. Golf Thank clap. You. 
Thank you, guys. And uh, so, congratulations and welcome back. We're glad you didn't die. I'm certainly glad I didn't die, too. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Welber. I'm Paul Coletti. And I'm Laura Anderson-Shaw. The Queen of Radish. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Walvert. Thanks to Laura Anderson-Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud.